The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. Boy, we must be getting close to that season opener for the Dallas Cowboys because they're actually practicing in pads Mm. and made sure they practice indoors so there's not 200 eyeballs on them practicing outside here uh, at the Star. So what do you think? They think that the the opponents might sneak in. Like they Get might work for a coffee for, company right. or something. <laughs> Espionage in That's the NFL. Right. And we are inside the SWBC podcast studio, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls. Bill Jones will be joining us in a moment. That sounds like a regular broadcast, yeah, really right? Does. They open and Troy Aikman will be joining us in yeah. a moment. Bill's important. Man. Bill's important. He's got stuff to do. He's got things to do, mm-hmm. but he will be along. Shortly, as the Cowboys continue getting ready for that season opener Sunday night against the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. And so got today, since they started practice at 1130, got at least a chance to take a pick, peek in. Okay, uh, They were still doing special teams when I left. But uh, I can tell you this, that... Uh, Jordan Lewis was in pads, okay. and he was going through some individual drills. So he said yesterday he thought he would be uh, good to go. Uh, I saw, and, and if he's not, uh, probably Duran Bland. Okay. I would imagine. I like the little man. I like that. Young man. And the other alternative, because Kelvin Joseph was also uh, in pads, and I saw him taking part in special teams practice, so he sh- should be good to go. And he was not on the uh, injury report yesterday. Oh, that's good. The only two guys the Cowboys had on the injury report were Michael Gallup, of course, uh, with his knee, and he was rehabbing in pads today. So wow. today was probably <laughs> the first time uh, that he's had pads on. sounded like he went through some individual drills yesterday, uh, but they weren't in pads. Uh, today they are, and so we'll see uh, where he's at. Uh, Jason Peters in pads for the that first, is a big man for, for the first time since January in the wow. last week of the regular season. Uh, he, he was talking about somebody saying, "When's the last time you've been in pads?" And he goes, "Well, that last week uh, I was playing with the Bears, getting ready for that last game." And I said, "What?" You said you were doing cardio. You didn't put pads on when you did your cardio? (laughs) I got a laugh out of him because I was going to tell him when Michael Irvin uh, was rehabbing after his knee and he would go out there and run, he would run with his pads on. Yeah, that's a good idea. Even when he wasn't uh, rehabbing, he he would do that. So those were the only two guys on the Cowboys' uh, injury report. The other alternative would be if Jordan Lewis couldn't go, and he sounded pretty optimistic yesterday that he'd be good is that you move Anthony Brown inside and Kelvin Joseph would start uh, at left corner. So so Kelvin Joseph is not very experienced at covering the slot. Uh, I have not seen him in there. You know, to me, that's something that... That's a harder job, It right? is, but you got to be force-fed that. Yeah. You know, because you're going to need it. 
did not just as an individual. I, I found that out. Uh, the the it wasn't the hard way, but I, I you know mailed it into it pretty well. But you know, I think every cornerback that comes in should be required to cover the slot at least thirty percent of the time in practice because there's little nuances there that can really uh, help your game. Right. And also, when you have problems with personnel. It can help your team. Right. Because now you don't have to worry about making all of these major adjustments. Now when Brown goes inside, he's got different responsibilities than he would have if he was on the outside. But he has worked inside before. He has worked played inside in games before. before so. And that's, he, he's benefiting from yeah. being force-fed. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that would be the other alternative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they kind of like what Deron Bland's done so I far. Like I know he's a rookie. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of an update on the uh, Cowboys kind of injury uh, situation. You know, Peters, when I said he's in pads, but he really wasn't doing much. So uh, it, it's going to be a couple of weeks before yeah. he's good to go. And I would think the same thing with Gallup. You know, okay, he's in pads, but is he really practicing? You know, uh, you can, like yesterday, oh, you, they weren't in pads, and you can go out there and do some of the stuff, but he's running routes against people, so that's a step in the right direction. As I, uh, you talk about Peters, he played for the Bears. That's his last team yes. he played for. Last he had year. no chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, no. Why was he Why was he? <laughs> well, I don't know if he actually played in that. He played 15 games last year. So okay, with the Bears. With the Bears. Okay, so okay. I don't know. I, I thought maybe they brought him in check, late. No, I didn't check to see if. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't well, they brought him the in, Bears to make the playoffs. And I'm just wondering why you wasted that Put him out there? Yeah, on a team like the Bears. It's he not, he got no signed chance. midway through training camp last mm-hmm. year. They had uh, an injury. They had a tackle that was on covid and so they brought him in late, and so I don't know. They he may have, have not started the first couple. No, they did not. They did not. He basically played with his roster bonus, and I think it was twenty five thousand dollars a game. So it ended up we talked about four hundred and yeah, something. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. It was one point seven five. Right. So I'm thinking the Cowboys didn't have to expend a heck of a lot to get him. Unless you to know play he's here. not done playing. Yeah, he's he wants not, a play he's for that, done playing, right? right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, and I'm sure he's got a roster bonus with the Cowboys, but yeah. right now he's only counting uh, the maximum you can give a practice squad guy is three hundred and sixty-eight thousand. Yeah, uh, for the year. Yeah, but then if you call him up, then he gets paid for that week uh, what his normal uh, base salary would be. To me, I, you know, because when you look at the older player like that. You wonder, you know, is his heart still in it? Yeah, you know, are that's we, the are first we, thing are you got to check. You, right? Are we dragging you in here? Yeah, you know, and and but it seems as if no, he wants to play. He, he seemed pretty happy yeah. when we talked to him yeah. yesterday. He he couldn't have been happier, smiling, sat there and answered, you know, question after question. And so yeah, I think and, and the fact that he's now just a couple hours from where he grew up in Queen City in nice. East Texas nice uh, and you know kind of closer to his Arkansas days uh, he seemed to be you know a pretty good. happy camper even though he was on the but I, I, I did assume that there was a, a chance that we would be yeah forcing him you know just yeah. you know come on you gotta yeah, help yeah, us out. yeah yeah you know and Begrudgingly most guys, he comes in I'm hoping that that doesn't seem the case most the times case when we talk about guys that, that are done, it's like, okay, their legs have had it, right? But it's the heart you better check, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, Mick, he did play in the last two games of the year. He did play in the yes, last two games. Yes, his only games he did not start last year was week 
from a NFL week, okay? Yeah. 15 and 16. Okay. So oh. 17 and 18 he did, he did. play. Huh. All right. So, yeah, he, he's, he's into it. Now, as for Tampa Bay, uh, their injury list was a, a little longer, uh, but the guys that are of note – uh, they had two guys limited, Giovanni Bernard, their running back with an ankle, and mm-hmm. Russell Gage, their wide receiver with a hamstring. Another wide receiver. Now, Chris Godwin was listed as full, but they weren't in pads. Mm-hmm. And today I read a tweet from uh, a buddy of mine, Rick Stroud, who covers the, uh, the Bucks uh, for the Tampa Tribune, um, he was not at the open portion of Thursday's practice, mm-hmm. and they were in pads on Thursday. So there's a little bit of discrepancy there if he's going to play, if he's not. Uh, head coach Todd Bowles said if he's not 100%, I don't want him to be out there before it's time. So I would imagine today, tomorrow, should decide if the, one of their starting wide receivers is out there. Godwin said uh, being on the field for the second half of the season mm-hmm. would be more important, yes. which is right, yes. right? Yes. Now, he's coming back from an ACL. Yes, he is. ACL, now, MCL. He, he, he had his surgery a month before Michael Gallup yeah. had his. Yeah. So it's kind of So up they're in both the air. on the same yeah. uh, path. Almost, yeah. yeah. So we'll see uh, what's happened there. Uh, the other guy that was limited of some note, uh, Tristan Wirfs, uh, their starting uh, tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, now, he's had this abdomen problem. Which tackle? All, uh, he's right. Right tackle. Uh, Donovan Smith, I believe, is the left. And uh, he's had this abdomen problem all during training camp. He's missed some time. So uh, I remember Todd Bowles, and it was late in training camp. He said he was, quote, encouraged that he would be good to go. But – Maybe they're just holding them until they have to have yeah. a serious practice. So from an injury uh, standpoint, uh, that kind of uh, gets us up to speed. Uh, and I mentioned Gallup um, in pads. He was uh, working on the resistance cords. But this is the first time I've seen him do that in pads. So uh, so he, you've been trolling he, your buddy. He may be getting close. Yeah. You've been trolling your can, buddy in Tampa? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, because a lot of times when you call up the paper, yeah, you can't. You got to subscribe to get to it, right? So I said, okay, I bet Rick is tweeting. And That's I found, pretty good stuff I, there, Spags. I, I like found, that. Buddy. I found his tweets, and on, they have an hour practice. on us too. They're hour ahead of us as well. Yeah, so that's good. So they had already yeah. been uh, out at practice. Um, let's see. I got all the Cowboys taken care of, and oh, and Mike McCarthy did mention this that. Uh, they would crank up the music today. Mm-hmm. And when they were doing their stretch, it was loud. <laughs> Brad Sham was sitting to my right, the row right behind me, and we could hardly hear oh, each other talk. It was that loud. And he also uh, pointed out that uh, they would have the music on for the defense because the defense is going to be on the field. It's probably 90,000 people out there screaming. Yeah, but they're going to be on our side. And you got to hear, though. Yeah, but when you're on defense, they're not quiet because they're trying to make noise for the opposing offense. Okay. But see, the music doing warm ups, I mean, you know, to me, that doesn't bode well for game situations. Well, they'll do it once they start practicing, too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they had it 
for warm-up. So is this uh, biting off of San Francisco? You know, we should come out there. Come out with, with the boom box. Loud music all the time, <laughs> no matter where we are. I'd say we take that that out of the uh, 49ers book and let's go with it because they, they were fired up when they came in here and kicked our butts. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that was going to happen today. And I also noticed that uh, yesterday in the locker room uh, they passed out uh, long-sleeve uh, T-shirts for the guys with the word resilience on there. So this team might have to be resilient, you know, knowing that – uh, they're down, uh, you know, their second wide receiver, yeah. their third wide receiver. We count James Washington, who, uh, you know, has, has not progressed to the point where we see Gallup. Uh, and then you're down your starting left tackle. Uh, and the guy that probably was going to start at guard was starting at tackle. And the guy that was going to be backup center guard is starting at guard right now. So, uh, yeah, resilience. Uh, it's just like will last year. Important. Come on, man. It's right? just last year all over you again. You know, we forget last year that Zach Martin missed that first game. Yeah, he was in COVID protocol. That's true. So That's they, very true. They were they were playing uh, without him. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing uh, works out. Uh, you know, and and I thought the. Um, most interesting thing that was way too much philosophical stuff during Mike's press conference today. Okay. But one of the things that he kind of came clean with when he was asking, he was asked about, okay, your quarterback's going to not have his regular left tackle out there. It's a rookie starting his first NFL game. You're down two wide receivers you know, is this a chance where you may come out and things may be a little unsettled the first game and then, you know, you kind of grow into it? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, and he went on this long th- rant, <laughs> right? But then but then he, uh, he pointed out that uh, the most important thing, uh, especially early in the season, is to play complementary football. Mm-hmm. And the thing he said was we're going to have to play to our defense. So he thinks – the defense can hold things in order maybe until the offense catches up. When you go back to his answer, uh, you mentioned it yesterday where he kept talking about uh, supporting uh, your quarterback. You know, you support your quarterback by running the ball. You support right, your quarterback right. by net, playing the good. net that Jerry yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah, that. I mean, that's, of course, that's, you know, that's just the way it's been. He stumbled into that answer. I think when you, when, when you look at that question, you know, that is a question that's pretty serious for a head coach. Right. You know, versus his quarterback. He does not have protection around him. Right. And you're talking about a quarterback, we just paid a whole bunch of money, one of the highest paid people in the NFL. And so as he's thinking about his answer, I think he was <laughs> – there, there were all of these negativities going around in his head <laughs> that he's probably trying to, you know, beat back out of his head. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you, when you start talking about an answer like that, he's just hoping. You're hoping that they can hang on. You're hoping that right? your offensive lineman can hang on. And it's, I get it. You're hoping your running game can be good enough to, to see, protect them. Okay, so tell me the logic here. And I and I think it's probably for offensive linemen easier to run block than pass True. Block. That is true. Okay. Yes. But if you're worried about them pass blocking and you're saying, okay, we're gonna run we're gonna run the ball, well they gotta run block too. They gotta run block. And 
there's is inexperience doing that in the NFL is pass blocking. It's the same as last year. We are looking at a Tampa team that is going to make us pass the ball. Right. That's just the way it is. Tampa Bay's defense is predicated upon playing good run defense. And they always have those two guys outside for the play action. I don't know if they have that this year. That's the only good thing about it this year is that we are looking at an extremely inexperienced defense as well from Tampa compared to last year. Well, I I, I looked and really so they they don't have uh Nadamakan Sue, right? Uh but they're playing it looks like the way they got it lined up here on their depth chart, they're playing a three man front. Mm-hmm. And Akeem Hicks, who was pretty good for the Bears, is the other starter on the outside via Vea uh, at nose tackle and that guy's a beast. And William Golston at defense the other defensive uh, line tackle spot. Uh, they've got one new linebacker, but Devin White and Levante David and Shaquille Barrett, those guys are still there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that front is basically the same, and Hicks may be even better than what they had last year, mm. uh, the year he had for the Bears before they traded him. Uh, and he would be taking Sue's spot. Uh, well, I want to say last year I thought they were playing a four-man front. Uh but uh, I don't know if Bowles transitioned to a three-man or not. But because uh, Via Vea and Sue were inside, and then they would have two defensive ends mm-hmm. outside. But you're right; they're going to look at the Cowboys and said, "Okay, you're not running on you're us. You're not running, right? On us. We're going to yeah. take away." And see, that's what I think everybody's saying. Well, the Cowboys got to run more. They got to run more. They only ran 18 times last year for 60 yards. Uh, but if they don't want you to run, you ain't running. There's nothing right? you can do. They yeah. can fill the box. Especially when you're looking at their personnel. Yeah. The way it is, it's not like they're depleted. I assumed that they had lost some guys. I know I heard about them losing Sue, and I thought that they, they were a little bit more depleted on their de- on that, uh front seven. So, but yeah. it looks kind of the same looks to good. me that yeah. I saw. According to what you're saying. Well, wait a minute. I can tell you. So last year on their defense – they were in they, – they, it says they played a three-man line, but one of the outside linebackers was Pierre Paul. So he's kind of a defensive right. end, right? right? So it was Pierre Paul, Sue, Vita Vea, and Goldston. Sue's gone. So right? Sue, Sue's gone and Pierre Paul's gone, but Akeem Hicks, I guarantee you, is better than Pierre Paul at this point in their careers, yeah. right? The linebackers are Barrett, David, and and white, so that's three of them. The other one was uh, Tryon, and he is n- oh yeah, he's he's one of their outside linebackers. So basically, their linebackers are are basically the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secondary's changed somewhat, um, and they listed five linebackers last year, and they didn't list uh, two starting safeties, but Winfield's there. And then at cornerback, uh, they've got Carlton Davis the second and, and Jamal Dean. I think that was the guy that got hurt early in the game last year, uh, this year. And last year they had uh, Murphy, Bunting, uh, and Davis, and then Winfield. So it's 
basically the same defense. We cannot that they put 450 yards on last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, but but only 60 on the ground. But only 60. And so on the ground. we have to look at this as uh, Zeke being uh, having a resurgence because we need him to have that. Fresh knee, right? The knee is okay. He's good. We ask him about this knee every year. Every year he seems to be get hit on that same knee, you know, sometime during the season. And so that's what I'm looking at. Can we come out here and see that old Zeke? Right. I, I was on the internet uh, the other day, and they had interviews. Here's, about, old, here's old Bill. Here's old Bill. <laughs> going to a break old yet? Bill looking sharp, man. We're about ready to take a break I right now. I have that shirt. I like that. I wore that on my birthday. Come on, man. You been in my closet? <laughs> Y'all keep carry on. No, I finish your thought. I was talking about Zeke. I wanted to make sure that Zeke and he is looks, going to be healthy. He looks like uh, They talked on the self. internet, uh, and they talked about one of the toughest. This was after his third year. They talked about who was the toughest for you to tackle. Mm-hmm. They talked about Zeke Elliott right. being one of the toughest running backs to tackle. That was after his third year in the league. That's that guy can still be that guy. He he's he has been that guy. The problem was there was no room to run. Yeah. And and so, you know, he turned a lot of zero and one yard plays into three. And, you, and you, part you, of his problem the year before that was he was trying to do too much yes. and he wasn't care when you when you when you when you're going lateral, he's looking for that that gap. I remember right. that's the way uh Dorset would run. And and Tom Landry uh, predicated our offense on the running back being able to stretch it wide and hit it up the alley. You have to find the softness when you because the, hopefully the backside got their block, front side is good. Well, we're, we're shielding them off. I am searching as I'm going lateral as a running back, and then you have to create the softness as it develops. So then as they come this way, then you're hitting the softness going that way. I used to watch it all the time because Tom Landry made us watch offense and defensive film. And he talked about how Dorsett run. That's the same setup that Zeke Elliott does all the time. But he has no backs. They have too much backside interference for him to hit that softness. And like you said, if you can't do anything if he's in the backfield already. They're already in the backfield. Be be prepared for this, and we'll go to break and uh, bring Bill in, by the way. <laughs> but uh, two-back offense, Pollard and Elliott out there at the same time, and that'll give defenses something more to think about mm-hmm. as we return to mix shots here in a moment. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go? <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. 
More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back, back, to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostroofing.com. All right, so we're all up to speed on uh, what's happening at practice yes. here and elsewhere. The portion we got to watch, although it was still going, uh, special teams when uh, I was forced to leave. Well, not forced <laughs> to leave. I had to leave. Good does, thing I got here on time. Does Cavante still have number nine on? Yes, he does. Okay, so and it looks still, like that's going to happen, huh? He's still <laughs> catching punts. You've been thinking about that all night. Bill's okay. worried about <laughs> that right. nine. Bill's like, how right? dare nine. you? I want to make sure that, that he's got the blessing. And Hooker still has uh, 28, and Mukwamu still has 24. Has there been another well-known twenty-four? I in the don't past? know. I think. Uh, do you, do you yeah, have? Was, have you uh, given the blessing of Pac-Man Jones? Did they ask Everson, you? <laughs> have, have you given the blessing? Yeah, I was going to say no. You weren't ever worried about me giving blessings to anyone. <laughs> You're worried about freaking Romo. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, come on. What does Anthony feel? <laughs> Actually, the, no, the blessing is from the, the top of the organization. That's the blessing. But that's not yeah. what you're thinking about. You're thinking, did Romo approve this? No, no, I don't, no, okay. I don't care about no, okay. Romo approving Don't say it. you don't care about Romo. That would be a lie. <laughs> and, and he's also my teammate at CBS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. You know, but, you know, Jerry is the one who had the idea on CD uh, wearing number 88. Yeah. And it was uh, actually, uh, it wasn't uh, because of the, necessarily the, because of the tradition of the 88. It's because of his former teammate at Arkansas, Jerry Lamb, who wore number 88. And he had just passed away a few months really? prior to the drafting of, of CD Lamb. Oh, wow. Jerry talked about it at uh, when they drafted CD. That's cool. Uh, That's cool. 2000. Well, it, it ended up being... It works both. It works always. Beneficial yeah. for Lamb because I just saw there was something on all four 88s doing a commercial mm-hmm. together. That's right. They have some... In fact, we brought it up with Michael on the last preseason game and he wasn't at liberty at that point to discuss exactly uh, what they, they had in the come. works, but they had something up yeah. their sleeve. They met... I think they met and, you know, they did a commercial for okay. whatever. All right. It 
If they're not sponsoring mix shots, we ain't saying who it is. You know? Oh, okay. We got a new policy. Yeah, <laughs> a new a new policy. That's a mix policy. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. I had teased yesterday that we would do some uh, uh, bold predictions today mm-hmm. on the show for yeah, this NFL season, and I don't know if y'all have any bold predictions, but I have a couple of bold predictions. All right. That I would like to throw out there. Throw it out. You first. Okay. Um, how about an early season matchup for the Cowboys this year of the league's most valuable player versus the defensive player of the year? Can you think what I'm where I'm going with that? So you got Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is my pick to be the defensive player of the year in the National Football League. And I will and I uh, will uh, preface that by Can I guess? saying that um, last year, it wasn't. I mean, there was a lot of people who thought he would be the de- the defensive rookie of the year, and mm-hmm. I was included in that. Mm-hmm. And so, if he if he surpasses the 13 sack total that he had last year, then Micah Parsons will definitely be in the defensive player of the year uh, discussion mm-hmm. by the end of the season. All right, uh, producer Supreme Chris Beam wants to. Uh, He's got a guess. Make a guess. I've got a guess. Yes. Talk to me, baby. Would it be the Cincinnati game, that Joe Burrow? Be, that would be Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati quarterback. Oh, is not, my pick for the MVP this season. You're not giving it to Matthew Stafford? Uh, no. And Aaron Rodgers? I am not. No. They do have to play both of those guys. Yeah, but, but he said early on, Mick. Early, early so, season. Uh, early, we play Green Bay season. after the bye. Well, the Rams is what, Rams the is a fifth game? game. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's early. No, that's good. That's so good. Wait, and I'm not giving it to Brady. Uh, and you're not going to give uh, it to Cup either, huh? Uh, there you go. So you're one. not looking at you're, you're looking at Burroughs being the Burrow. If you look at the actually Burroughs numbers last year, mm-hmm. all right, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, right? And of course, his team went 13 and three. He had a completion percentage of 68.9%. He passed for 4,100 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. The amazing stat on Rodgers, and he's been like this for several years now. Right. Only four picks and 37 touchdowns. And he was, he was sacked 30 times and had a uh, rating of 111.9. Look at Burrow last year. Burrow completed seventy percent of his passes. The team went ten and uh, he, he went ten and six as the, as a quarterback. Warren Gamey didn't start. Uh, he passed for forty six hundred yards, eight point nine yards per attempt. Now he did have fourteen picks and thirty four touchdowns. He was sacked fifty one times last season and still managed a rating of one hundred eight point three, just behind Rogers one eleven. Uh, and, and you know who was third, don't you? Who? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. There you go. One hundred four. There you go. Um, he also had thirty-seven touchdown passes. So maybe. So what you're saying is maybe there is another MVP possibility <laughs> yeah, that say, could I, be I can't playing in you that game. Bring that up for him to like. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> I'm just. I'm shocked here. I'm, you know, that's why I said Burrow. Come on, man. What are we doing? Burrow. Here? The, so the Bengals feel like that they have shored up their offensive line a little bit. Now right. that remains to be seen, and we will see it real quick with Lyle right. Collins lines up at right they tackle against the Cowboys shoring. next week. They need a lot of yeah. shoring. Now, they, one of those guys. They took a guy from Tampa Bay, Alex Kappa, uh-huh. as one of their guards. Anyway, so anyway, uh, that's my pick for MVP is Burrow, and uh, because I think the Bengals are going to win that division. 
I was surprised they only went ten and seven last year. They kind of, but I mean, it's it's his weapons. I mean, his receivers are incredible. And And he got a hot streak in the in the playoffs. And and you have you have to look at their competition in their division and all the entire AFC. They had a lot to overcome. Yeah, you you have some great quarterbacks in the AFC, and those are the ones they had to deal with. I don't know how long he can last. Yeah, that's a problem. By being hit so many yeah. times. And he gets sacked guts 51 now. times. Because he got sacked a lot yeah. in the election as well. He's well, always been tough. he got sacked in the Super Bowl, right? A Didn't lot. Didn't stop anything. And they still were yeah. right there. They were right mm-hmm. there. To the end. Mm-hmm. So, so those are my picks. You like Parsons as the defensive player of the year? I certainly wouldn't argue with you if, you know, people realize what he's doing. You know, everybody's going to vote for Aaron Dottle, regardless of what Dottle does. I mean, he's a does, great, right? great, great, great yeah, football player. And T.J. Watt, you won it last year. And, right. You know. And we'll we'll see. Man, T.J. Watt, man. This guy. Yeah. Aaron Donald <laughs> again, <Godly>. right? <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he and Michael Parsons, those two guys are two peas in the pie. I'm sorry. I so, thought he was going to have a bold prediction, like picking a game right away. No, no. He was talking about individual performances. Yeah, I see. I yeah. guess. Now, uh, if you would like to throw out something, then feel feel go right ahead there, Mickey, if you've got any bold thoughts about this season. Yeah, I think Buffalo's going to win the Super Bowl. You do? Yes. You and everybody else. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb on that one. I Mine is this, and I, that's why I keep talking about Zeke Elliott. I think Zeke Elliott is going to have a 1,400-yard season mm. because we are going to emphasize running the ball. Going to lean on him. We are going to lean on him as much as possible. I'm hoping he can just stay healthy. Now, if he doesn't get the 1,400, I do look at a two-running back set. Pollard. And, and if he doesn't get his 1,400, then we're looking at two running backs still being able to control the Cowboys' offensive Philosophy. Now, yeah, wouldn't, I, wouldn't it be something if the USFL most valuable player ends up being rookie of the year in the <laughs> National Football League? So you're talking Turpin. Turpin time. Mm-hmm. All right. Re- refresh my memory on the how they do the rookie of the year voting. Okay, obviously there's a defensive rookie of the year offense. Defense, okay, but yeah. if you get a substantial amount of your uh, success on special teams, does that count for your to be the offensive rookie of the year? Watch out for him on offense. I told him, yeah, I, I, I think he's we talked about be, it yesterday. I think I think that he's going to be used a lot on offense. He could and, be the secret sauce. That's right. Yeah. Providing he but can we catches add, the we, football. Can we, can we add his special team success to Offensive yes, Rookie of the Year absolutely. production? Yes. Okay. Now, and we can do whatever we want to do. You know, yeah, we can do that here. <laughs> I mean, now now here's the deal. From from a kick return standpoint, they're not going to kick to him. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick the ball in the first row of the seats, mm-hmm. right, every time. Uh, and when it comes to punting uh, – their their punter Camarda, I believe that's the mm-hmm. guy's name. Um, see, make sure I said it right. Camarda, they're going to tell him, you kick it in the stands on kickoffs, and when we have to punt, you pin them to the sideline or kick it out of bounds. Well, here's the thing: they're going to have to because do that. the secret's out of the bag. The, the the thing that helps your punting game 
is how well your defense plays and has the opposing team backed up. Right. So if we can play defense long, if, if we can get our MVP of the NFL, defensive MVP <laughs> of the NFL, playing his butt off along with his boys, keeping them down low, down, down in, uh, past the 20-yard line, inside the 20 or even around the 30-yard line, that punter has to be honest. You can't just keep trying to punt it out of bounds. Because sometimes it'll go off the side of your foot, and next thing you know, you only got a 20-yard punt. Or you start bringing pressure and hurry him up so he doesn't have time of day. You have a lot of options when they're they're pinned back. Right. You have a lot of options. And if our defense plays as well as they could, then you might be looking at a lot of turpentine. Because you know what? If he's catching the ball at the 40 or 50? In the middle of the field? Watch out. That's right. And, right. and 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 he had an interesting comment yesterday. Somebody said something about, well, they'll probably pin you to the sideline. He goes, yeah, I've got a I've got an answer for that. So I don't know if he's got some <laughs> secret way to get off the sideline. It's called blocking, right? That's what it is. And when you look at his returns, as much as he created, as much as he could in the beginning. You saw good blocking out there. You saw a man on a man. That's where you. That's when you run the uh, <laughs> two two punt returners back. Right. And they punt it to the sideline away from Cavante, and the guy on that side catches it and throws across the field <laughs> right. to Cavante. And, and never know. And Fossil you, himself is running that play say, before. You he did it with the Rams. Special teams coach is. He did it with the Rams uh, with Tavon Austin and Stedman Bailey, I think. Music City like, Miracle, right? Fossil is salivating. Oh yeah, he's been yeah he's been salivating for a while. Well, he'd been watching guy. him oh, going for, all the way back. He's probably been watching him going all the way back to high school in Louisiana, but for sure TCU days. Hell, he said he did, yeah. and and he's kept up with him. And he was watching that fan controlled seven on seven football league, <laughs> right. just like charting his progress. He here. might he might have paid whatever he had to pay to watch the European league. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah, hey, let me Poland. pull up Poland here. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, he said that they. Uh, called him when he was on vacation to tell him that he was coming in for a workout and he's going you know basically he said I was ready to fly right back home make sure we got him uh so yeah and the other thing he pointed out and I think he's this is on to something he said when you have a returner like that all of a sudden the guys that are blocking they're more in tune to what they have to do That's because right. they know if they do a good job, That's there's right. a chance that guy's springing them. It's, it's already in their heads now. It's already in their head. They saw those those two returns right there. That energizes your entire special teams. Now all of a sudden, Fossil is he's got so much more in his head, mm-hmm. you know, that he had before those returns. Now he says, okay. This is what I was talking about, and this is what we can do with this guy. So that potential is amazing. If you look at this team, you look at a good special teams, you look at good defense, you look at a good running game, let's, okay, forget the quarterback. You know, we, we don't like depending on our quarterback too often. That just doesn't bode well, especially if you get close to the playoffs, it's close to the end of the season. If you look at this team, it's set up to where we can have the right tools to be where we need to be. We can have the defense that we want. We got the special teams that we need. I don't know about the kicker. I don't know about Mayhaw, Mayhaw, Mar, Mar. Mar. <laughs> you know, when you put that, that hyphen in there, it kind of messes it up. So, yeah, I just – I look at this team as being traditional this year. Okay. We are going to take a break, and we come back with our four-minute offense when we come back in just a moment here on Mix Shots. <laughs> 
paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it they go, you go? <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back, to mixed shots. Head to AT&T Stadium this Saturday, September 10th, to experience Rally Days presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. And that's coming up on Saturday. Everson Walls is making an appearance at Music City Mall that's tonight. Right, tonight, baby, at halftime. And halftime. And Everson and I will be making an appearance Saturday afternoon with Star Sports Tours, which is always fun. Oh, yes, it okay. is. It's always fun. Tickets are available. And where will you be? Uh, we'll be next door at the Omni. At the Omni. Ah, at they, what time? They do a reception uh, for the people that come in on their tours. Uh, and tickets for the stadium, or for the game, uh, 1.15, we're on stage. Mm-hmm. 1.15. Yep. To maybe 2 o'clock. So about third quarter of the Alabama Texas game. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you want to use those, two minutes, <laughs> I mean, are they? Are they, yeah. or the, uh, they start at ele- They game. start at eleven. Yeah, more and importantly, so you'll be in the Missouri second half. Game. So are you <laughs> saying that you'll be? He said, more importantly, the case. <laughs> okay, there, Spags. Missouri going back to its roots and playing a Big Twelve team, K State, this week. All right, what do you think about tonight's game? You picking? You're picking Buffalo to win the Super yeah, Bowl. You know, so they clearly, win tonight. So clearly, <laughs> you're picking exactly Buffalo to win tonight. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes. I've got Buffalo. Well, yeah, I was thinking Buffalo to win tonight, 
I'm not picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl, though. Because, All right. Because everyone else is picking Where are they Buffalo. playing? In L.A., SoFi Stadium. Oh, and they are – you know, there's this huge oh, heat wave in I know. California, I and so yeah. they got no air conditioning there. What? You're lying. So well, it's Stadium. not. So it's, it's not. not it's enclosed. It's they but got, basically they can, has a canopy over it. They can turn air conditioning on. So I'm hearing all this talk. A billion dollars for this stadium. There's some cold air coming from somewhere. <laughs> there better be. Okay, ice something. There's no way you have. So how did you survive all those years playing in Texas Stadium with no air conditioning? Man, we were men back then, Bill. You know that. <laughs> you were down there too. You and your suit. I, I graduated from high school in Texas Stadium. There you we, go. Come on, man. Irving no schools. We had high school graduation, so we were there. Leave, in the leave that roof open. Heat let, of June. Let that sun come around and revolve and bake everybody in there to get their tan lines going. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. Man. I always thought that Texas Stadium, when it was hot. It was hotter than hot inside that stadium because you had no air circulation. I, I, and for some reason, when it was cold, it was colder oh than cold in there. Yeah. That's what I hate. I, I guess all that concrete. I don't well, know. if we, we had, uh, remember against the Rams playoff game, I think it was 83, it was ice in the end zone. Mm. I mean, come on. That's January. Ice in the end zone. So nothing melted in there. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Dickerson was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> He's still gaining yards. Yes, he is. Uh, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna pick the Rams to win tonight. I am too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. And I'm one of the reasons the is Tre'Davious White is out for the Bills. You yeah. know, one of the things about the Rams is Stafford uh, coming off his elbow injury and not throwing in the off season, so that'll mm-hmm. be a test uh, to see. If but, they can run the football, because <laughs> you got to run if, the if football. He's still on the same page with Cooper Cup. How come they don't say that in college anymore? About running the football? Yeah. If running the football is so important, how do you win in college? Because they don't run the football. I think because the college defenses, aren't, they, they just can't – I don't think they can stop the pass. Right. Actually, they, they do run the football in but college. But they can't do stop they? the pass. Yes, they do they run the football. They cannot stop the pass. It's, it's a lot easier to run the football in college because they got all these dime defenses. Got all little guys out there playing defense. Because mm-hmm, huh? they got to defend that little spread. little guys are not that good. They just have to be out there to cover, right? They just have to be out there because they couldn't catch the they, ball when they played wide receiver. That was it. Mm-hmm. Frustrated wide receivers. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, it's 1245. I see Dang. that already. This is great All right. stuff, man. I so, you owe us 10 minutes, by the way. <laughs> I think it's more like 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> Y'all kept going on and on. Finally, I just said, I'm coming in. Well, well you should have barged in. Yeah, yeah, just beat on the window, man. It's, only, right there, it's only mix shots. <laughs> That's right. All right, so it'll be Prediction Friday. Forecast right. Friday tomorrow, our picks to click, and who wins the game on Sunday night between your Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, we'll see you again Friday at noon. You might be surprised. That's right. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?